from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Why was it so important to expand services where abortion just isn't on the table? Being able to give patients across Missouri the tools to be healthy to plan pregnancies and to prevent pregnancies when they don't want them. There's still so many people to be taken care of. We oftentimes would describe Missouri as living in a post-Roe reality well before the Dobbs decision. Are there things that you're worried about coming up in this legislative session? You know, I think we are always worried. I'm Danny Wisentowski. In September, the Tri-Rivers Family Planning Health Center in Rolla alerted its patients that after 50 years of operation, it was closing its doors. The announcement left residents of the city and surrounding areas without their long-standing source of birth control, contraceptives, pregnancy tests, and other reproductive health services. But only weeks later, the clinic found new life. Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and Southwest Missouri announced that it was taking over the clinic operations and expanding its services, all the more significant in a state that became the first to ban nearly all abortions after the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And that clinic reopens its doors in Rolla on November 1st under, under a new name as a Planned Parenthood Health Center. And to talk about what this means for the region and Missouri, we have nurse practitioner Haley Kramer, who saw patients at the clinic for years until its closure. And also in studio with us is Dr. Colleen McNicholas, the chief medical officer of Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and southwest Missouri. Dr. McNicholas, Haley, thank you so much for being here. Happy to be here. Thank you. Haley, I'd like to start with you. Tell us a bit about this clinic and its place in this community for more than 50 years. And it's also a place that you have a personal connection to as well. Um, uh, yeah, as you said, it's been here for 50 years. Um, I've, I was not here for all of that. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> um, but um, I began getting care actually um, through Tri-Rivers uh, when I was a college student in Kirksville. Um, so there was a clinic there as well. And so that's when I um, got interested in reproductive health and actually started working there when I got out of college. Um, went to nursing school after that. And uh, then when I moved back to uh, the Rolla area, I went back to school and I've been a nurse practitioner there since I got out of school for about six and a half years. And in, in, in September, this alert from, from the clinic to the patients that it would be closing, that notice was really just a couple of weeks before, you know, the patients could be losing that, that source to their, their birth control even, which was part of that announcement. What, what, Haley, what can you tell us about that decision to close? Um, well, I can tell you, yeah, people were a little concerned, uh, but um, the, I think, because um, very quickly they learned that Planned Parenthood was going to be coming into the area, and that made them very excited. And when they found out that they were going to have a lot of the same faces, um, myself and several other um, of our health center staff um, have um, taken jobs with Planned Parenthood, and we're just really glad to be providing those services now. So I think, um, and expanding on the healthcare that we already have been doing, um, and people are very happy that they're going to be able to continue to receive care. And and Dr. McNicholas, you know, 
I think as Haley implied, like the announcement both between the closing of this clinic and the announcement that Planned Parenthood would be taking over, that, that was a matter of days. Um, how did Planned Parenthood get involved and, and how long was this uh, in the works? You know, in many ways, the uh, transition from the longstanding provision of care from Tri-Rivers, as you said, more than 50 years in the area, to um, absorbing that care and expanding our footprint at Planned Parenthood is really sort of a, a full circle uh, coming back back to, uh, to a Planned Parenthood origin story. Um, before, uh, very early on in Tri-Rivers' existence, they did provide care as a Planned Parenthood. And so, you know, after 50 years and um, some, you know, health concerns and some just need to, to transition in the community, it was, it lined up actually quite perfectly with the strategic plan of Planned Parenthood. You know, even in this moment where we know that Missouri continues to attack uh, reproductive rights, Planned Parenthood is more eager than ever to show that we are here to stay um, and that we are going to expand whatever services that we can to the folks of Missouri. And and rural rural America and rural Missouri um, have been on our strategic plan for some time now. Now, Planned Parenthood has put a lot of resources into its clinics in Illinois and, you know, the southeastern parts um, because of its central location, because there are people not just from Missouri, but from Kentucky and these other states that have passed similar laws. But why was it so important to expand services in the middle of Missouri as well, you know, even where abortion just isn't on the table? You're right. So in Missouri, we can't provide abortion care, and we are going to continue to do the work to fight to bring that access to abortion care back. But now more than ever, it is so important that we're also thinking about preventative care, right, primary care, contraceptive care, um, being able to give patients across Missouri the tools to be healthy to plan pregnancies and to prevent pregnancies when they don't want them as well as the the breadth and depth of the other services that we provide. You know, abortion care is important, and we are going to do what we can to ensure that every patient who needs an abortion can get an abortion with us. But ultimately, we are also going to spend some time and resources and energy in making sure people have access to the other services that we provide as well. Mm-hmm. And tell us a bit about those other services, which are, are really important and, you know, without this clinic was leaving a lot of these patients without a source for them. Yeah, you know, we're really excited, as Haley said, to to be able to absorb the staff who have been providing that reliable care for so long, bringing Haley on and some of the other staff um, so folks do have a familiar face. And we'll get some of the very same excellent care that they've been getting, well people care, um, cervical cancer screening, breast exams. We're also going to do some expansion into um, some more gender-affirming care for the area. Um, we provide sterilization, so vasectomy, for example. That's a service line that we have seen explode since the Dobbs decision um, and since abortion has become unavailable in the state. So we're going to do everything we can to assess what the needs are of the community and to expand where we can. Haley, uh, I wanted to ask about where these patients are, are coming from. They're not just from Rolla, but, but from a- around central Missouri. Tell us about the population that this clinic serves. Right. Um, they do come from quite a far away um, in a lot of cases. Um, we have a very diverse population um, just based on our locality of being along the interstate and being close to um, Fort Leonard Wood, which is right down the road. Um, but we're also the only reproductive health um, provider kind of in the area, um, or that just specifies um, reproductive health. But I have um, a lot of patients. We used to have a clinic at Lake of the Ozarks, and a lot of our patients have continued to come here. Um, 
We have people from very far rural areas that don't have um, any access to the care that they need where they are um, that come from, you know, hour and a half, two hours, even further away just to get their birth control with us. Wow. And, and they're, they're traveling hours to you. Are, are there other barriers to care that they're finding um, that they can't get the medical uh, care that they're looking for in their areas um, or even in Missouri? Uh, well, it, in Missouri, um, yes, but I don't know that we're standalone in that way, but um, they do have a larger distance to go. Um, rural areas, um, we have more poverty, um, less people have access to insurance, um, there's just less health care services in general, so um, a lot of people don't have access to basic primary care. Um, just due to lack of providers um, mm -hmm. for any any care. Dr. McNicholas, there was a time, you know, around 2016 and 2017, where there was a moment where some court decisions seemed to really open up abortion access in Missouri. And, you know, for about, I don't even know if it was a year, where there was, you know, announcement of new clinics, you know, Springfield and, and Kansas City even, and other places in the middle of the state that would be restoring abortion access. And that, that door closed fairly quickly. Tell us, you know, what does that, that shift feel like to those people living in that state? And how have they had to adapt and, and somehow survive when those options were taken away so quickly? Yeah, you know, you raise a good point. We oftentimes would describe Missouri as living in a post-Roe reality well before the Dobbs decision. Um, you know, the Missouri legislator and, and anti-abortion extremists have spent many years um, chipping away at access to abortion care. And we know that the regulations and the laws and the bans affect uh, marginalized populations the hardest, right? Whether that is black and brown folks or trans folks, or in this instance, folks who live in rural areas. You know, um, as we are thinking about and doing the work to build back abortion access in Missouri, you know, one of the things we're really going to be focusing on is centering those marginalized folks, thinking about how the new system, the better system, um, the, you know, the way back to abortion access centers the folks who had the hardest time um, getting that care before. And I think if we use that as our, our guiding light, I think we will get back to a time where abortion is accessible to everybody where they are when they need it. Haley, the, the clinic is taking its first patients November 1st. You know, tell us, what are you hearing from them in the community and, and maybe some of their questions and, and rights uh, after this Dobbs decision? Um, I have had a lot of um, patients reach out to me and with um, fear about what's going to be, you know, what comes next. And they're very scared that they're going to be forced to carry a pregnancy and um, really afraid, even in some cases, that their birth control is going to be taken away from them. Um, and so a lot of reassurance about we're going to continue to provide you with the care that you need and um, has been needed. But, um, but yeah, I have had a lot that have been very concerned. Um, sure. And, and I wanted to you know, direct that question, I think, to Dr. McNicholas as well. These questions of, you know, could birth control be banned? Could, uh, you know, the legislature that is already very willing to engage in arguments that define, you know, birth control or contraception as abortion drugs. This is something that is, you know, co comes up every year in the legislature, uh, similar bills that, that really do try to cover these under the same umbrella. Is that something that, that people should worry about here in Missouri? 
Well, I think Kaylee's right. Right now in this moment, it's important that we reassure folks that they can get access to the full spectrum of birth control. However, those of us who are doing the policy work, who are fighting in the state legislature, we know that this isn't just theory, that the state legislature has over the last few years brought abortion, excuse me, contraception attacks to the floor, um, trying to eliminate access to things like emergency contraception or IUDs. And so it is not theoretical. It's actually already happened. And so we are going to keep our our eyes and our ears um, wide open as we enter this next legislative session, because we do expect that the attacks aren't going to stop just with elimination of abortion. And, and, you know, those attacks... um you know, your organization experienced, uh, you know, a few years ago, this very aggressive attempt to, sh- to shut down the clinic in St. Louis. That was, of course, when abortion was still legal. Um, but by going through your records, by putting you through this administrative hearing, and by, you know, really um, mounting a-, a claim that, you know, your clinics are, are hurting people. And, and that-, that effort fell apart. You know, your the license was renewed. But Governor Parson and others have been pretty clear that that, that wasn't it. They weren't done with that kind of effort. Are there things that you're worried about coming up in this legislative session, or are there other methods that you're worried that the Governor Parson could put into motion to try to do the same thing with clinics like the one just opening in Rolla? You know, I think we are always worried about what is next, because as you said, we are well aware that it doesn't stop with just elimination of abortion. Um, We saw last year that uh, we had legislators introducing a, a Texas-style cross-abortion, a cross-state abortion ban. We're certainly looking for that potential to come back. You know, um, criminalization of pregnancy and and pregnant people's the outcomes that they have in their pregnancy. That is a crucial piece of what we're going to be looking at in these next months and years. Um, so there's still so much on the table um, when we think about what more damage could be done. And Dr. McNicholas, in our last couple of minutes here, I wanted to ask you an update based on, uh, you know, the, the resources and clinics that Planned Parenthood has focused on in, in southeastern Illinois um, and sort of the, the hub of abortion access that that has become. I know that there had been, um, you know, I think some reports of capacity of trying, of, of having so many patients that yeah. you, that what, what is the status of that? And, and what do those levels feel like in terms of how many people um, that that center is serving? You know, we, although I think that we are seeing things happen more quickly than we expected, you know, all of the changes that we have seen are predictable. We've had a significant increase in the volume of patients we're seeing. So we're talking an increase of more than 300% um, in terms of abortion care. Um, Before the Dobbs decision, in the three months before the Dobbs decision, folks from outside outside of the bi-state area accounted for just about 4% of the patients we were taking care of. Last month, they accounted for nearly 50%. So we are absorbing absorbing folks from all across the South and the Midwest. And despite operational changes, going to six days a week, 10 10 hours a day, we are still seeing wait times of two to three weeks. And so Mm. we know that there are so many folks out there who need care. Um, And despite our best efforts and and that of our colleagues in the area, Hope Clinic for Women as well, expanding some hours and days, um, there's still so many people to be taken care of. Dr. Colleen McNicholas is the Chief Medical Officer of Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and Southwest Missouri. And I should mention that the clinics in Illinois, they are in southwestern Illinois, not southeastern. They're in Fairview Heights, of course. And I also wanted to thank um, uh, Haley Kramer, nurse practitioner at the new clinic in Rolla that is opening November 1st. Haley, Dr. McNicholas, thank you so much for being here today. It was great to be with you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Today's episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. 
Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.